Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. God told me September, I want you to declare that this is September shifts, surprises, and suddenlies. Normally when you preach a message, you try to give a different type of title to it. Because the different type of titles I could have gave to this message, I could have called it, Don't Give Up. I could have uh, called it, Look For Tomorrow. I could have called it all different types of things. But God says, I want you to set, set the month and set what I'm trying to do in September. Shifts. And he told me this one time before. And he told me, I need you to preach this again. Not this message, but this title. He said, I need you to declare this again. September. Everybody say, September shifts, surprises, and suddenlies all right and God's going to do that in the midst of us he's gonna give us shifts suddenlies and surprises there we go shift suddenlies and surprises get up your Bible let's go to second Kings I got to get this to you because I got to get you to walk in miracles signs and wonders I got to get you to understand there's gonna be shifts suddenlies and surprises and what I mean by shift things just gonna move over to where God is when I talk about suddenlies, I'm talking about overnight type stuff. When I say surprises, you're going to look up and things going to be different. I'm talking about the move of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the move of the anointing. I'm talking about God's about to get himself involved. He's going to invade time with eternity. And he's going to make time bow down to heaven's will. Everything that's been delayed, been behind, that's been dragging, there's going to be all of a sudden shifts by the power of God. I'm telling you what the Lord told me to declare. Hallelujah. And all and all this morning, even yesterday, I start feeling the warfare of this word. I start feeling the warfare of this word. I start feeling all kind of distractions and chaos. I start feeling confusion. And it's, when I start feeling it, I'm feeling what people are going through. I'm feeling that people are detoured and distracted. I'm feeling that people are discouraged. I'm feeling that people are just off course, but God is trying to do something miraculous. Come on, let's get in this word. I got to give it to you. Second Kings 7. 1 through 11 and then verse 16 and 17 is going to be our focus of reading this morning but I got to give you some background I need y'all to follow me in the word I need y'all to grab this kind of stuff hallelujah I need y'all to grab this kind of stuff because I feel the Holy Spirit 2nd Kings 7 is where I begin reading in just a second but let me give you a quick background to what we're going to dive into where we're picking up is there's a terrible state of affairs among the Israelites Syria is at war with Israel. They're against Israel trying to attack them. And the Syrian army is trying their best to destroy the Israelites. So they try and attack on the Israelites at a certain place at a certain time. But the prophet Elisha told the king of Israel. So uh, Syria tried to attack Israel, but the prophet Elisha said, hey, um, God showed me that um, Syria's trying to attack you around this time, this day over here, and so don't go over there. So they didn't go over there, okay? Syria came up with another plan to attack Israel, and that plan fell through again because the prophet Elisha was a seer. 
and this season is also my my call to activate the prophets to release the prophets to stir the prophets many of you also prophetic you should be dreaming God's dreams you should be hearing things you should have unctions to do certain things all of a sudden this is the spirit of the Lord Elisha told the king of Israel don't go over there Syria is trying to attack you all of a sudden after a while well the king of Syria could not attack Israel because through the word of the Lord they were always one step ahead of the enemy because of the foreknowledge and the forewarning of God this is where see many of us keep getting trapped by the enemy because we don't have no frequency to heaven that's why I keep telling you if you will pay attention to the spirit the spirit will guide your affairs the Bible says lean not to your own understanding your own understanding will fail you but in all thy ways acknowledge him and what happened when you acknowledge God he will direct your paths he will tell you where to go where to be what time to be there and there are some traps that the enemy has set for you that you will miss and will not get caught in if you listen to God they could not catch Israel because of the prophet Elisha kept telling the king of Israel what not to do so the king of Syria says something ain't right here something ain't right here so he called all his men together and he said listen y'all one of y'all in my one of y'all in my, in, my, in, my, in my camp y'all going back telling the king of Israel what I'm trying to do because um, every time I set up a trap for him and the king uh, the king of Israel and the people, I can't catch them. I can't trap them. Why? I can't trap them. They said, no, 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 no king of Syria. No, no, sir. That's not the case. The case is they got seers among them. They got people who hear God. That's not the case. There's this prophet, Elisha, that every time we go in the back room behind closed doors to talk about what we are doing, God has put his ear in our room and he's able to see and hear, although he's not in the room. And God keeps sharing our conversation and our plots against Israel with this prophet of Israel. And we cannot trap them because of Elisha. So he says, okay, well, we know what to do with that. Let's just get rid of Elisha. So he get all his servants and his horsemen and he said, y'all go over there and get Elisha. And that morning when they go ahead and try to get Elisha, the servant of Elisha goes out in, in the morning first looking at the mountains. But when he looks up at the mountains, he see a whole bunch of horses and chariots from the king of Syria surrounding them. He's like, oh my God. He said, alas, master, they done caught us. We've been getting away. We've been sliding through. The enemy been trying to trap us, and we just got through that thing by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin. Oh, alas, master, they done got us surrounded. The first thing Elisha says is, fear not. He says, I know what you see. I feel the Holy Ghost. I know what you heard. I know you actually see what you see. Horses surrounding us. But I dare you not to give in to what you see. He said, I dare you not to submit to what you heard. That's what fear does. Didn't I teach about fear? Fear will make you panic. Fear will paralyze you. Fear, fear will actually cause stories that ain't true. I'm going to show you that 
that again in the word in a little bit. And he said, the only thing I need you to do, servant Elisha, is fear not. You may see it, but don't fear it. You may have heard it, but don't fear it. He said, fear not. Then Elisha says, this is why you don't have to fear. He says, don't fear. He says, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So they that be with us, everybody say, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. He says, you don't have to fear because they who are with us are more than who they, what they have. Then Elisha prayed for this servant. Listen, he said, Lord, open his eyes. Because the servant looking like, what are you talking about? I'm looking out here and all I see is the king of Syria seeing his people and they surrounding us. What are you talking about? He says, God, Elisha in other words says, Lord, let this be the moment he can finally see in the spirit. Let this be the moment he can know that when I tell you I am with you, I am with you. And so he'll know. And he says, let him see God open his eyes. And the young man's eyes were open. This is a spiritual opening of the eyes. His eyes were open and he saw a wonder. A whole mountainside full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. So I want you to know if you dare to see in the spirit, the enemy don't even understand that when he attacks you, he put himself in position to be surrounded by the armies of God. And you got to start understanding when you get into a battle that you tell the devil you done messed up now. Because you done messed around and attacked the servant of the Lord, the child of God, and the armies of God has now joined in with me against you. Too many of us get in trial and now we think we're lonely all by ourselves. Isolation gets on us. Depression gets on you. But the truth of the matter is you ain't alone. God got a host of angels surrounding you. Ready to do battle with you. And do battle on your behalf. Then Elisha prayed again. Now Lord, let this man see the servant, but blind, but blind, the Syrian or Armenian army, so they can't see. So now God blinds them. They can't see. And then Elisha says, hey guys, to the Syrian army, hey guys, um, listen to me, because you blind, you don't know what you're doing. He said, just follow me, I'm going to take you right to him. And he leads all of them out the camp of where Israel was to, all, all, to his house, Elisha's house, and take them all the way to Samaria. They follow him to Samaria, and then when he gets to Samaria with them, then he says, Lord, open their eyes. Their eyes open, and they see that they're in Samaria. The king of Israel is there, and he said, oh my God. He said, Elisha, what you want me to do with him? Can I kill him? He said, can I go ahead? He said, no. Elisha said, don't kill him. He said, feed him. He said, feed your enemy, feed him. He said, bless those that curse you. Be good to them who unspitefully, y'all know that's Bible, y'all know that's in Bible. That's one of them scriptures how we just say, bless those, um, next chapter. You know, that's one of those verses. The Bible says, bless those. He fed them. He fed them. At the vulnerable time, he could have killed them, right? King of Israel could have killed them because they've been trying to come against the king of Israel anyway. And so the king of Israel was right there. He could have, Elisha said, no, feed them. So Elisha fed them. And the Bible says because they fed them, they decided, they decided not to go and attack Israel anymore. But there's a new type of warfare that the king of Syria came up with. The new warfare was, I'm not going to go over there and attack them. 
but I'm going to do something else to him. I'm going to starve him to death. So he besieged the city of Samaria where the children of Israel were. It's another type of warfare to come against your destiny. So what the enemy says is, I'm going to lock you in. I'm going to keep you locked in that you can't move, you can't function, you don't want to walk in faith, you don't want to trust God. I'm going to keep you locked in. And what he does, that's what, and he besieged the city. And he besieged the city so much that people were going through so much type of suffering that they start, they start starving. starving. So now they're starving to death. There's a famine because if you can't get out the city and out the gates, you can't go buy no food. You can't do what I taught you the other week. You can't trade. You can't borrow. You can't do commerce. You can't exchange. All right? And that's what I'm telling you. The enemy will sit there and let you starve from the lack of conversation, from the lack of communion and fellowship, the lack of contact with people. All right? And he had them locked up. On the, he, now, the enemy, the king of Israel, is on the outside of Samaria telling them, you can't come outside. You can't come behind these gates. You're going to stay on the other side of these gates and we're going to kill y'all. We ain't going to come over there and attack y'all. We ain't going to do that. But we're going to keep you from growing. We gonna, in other words, the warfare is called make you stuck. I'm going to keep you stuck right where you are. I'm not going to let you make no faith moves. I ain't going to let you shift. I'm not going to let you have no suddenlies. I'm going to keep you right where you are and keep you stuck. Tell somebody I can't be stuck right now wanted them stuck and they were starving to death so much so you know things are bad when two women conspire to have to eat their own child uh, the Bible records in the same story that two women looked at each other they were starving to death they were starting to go into cannibalism in order to leave to live the one woman looked at another woman and said we both have young children this is what we'll do on today we'll eat my child and we'll live. Ain't there something? This is severe moments. And you don't know what you will do when you're really under pressure. You don't know what you'll do when the enemy attacks your life. I know you got standards, but if the devil keeps attacking you, you'll do things you never thought you would do. I know you, I know it, I know it, but I already know. I got too many testimonies of doing things I should not have done because the enemy put pressure on me. And the enemy was trying to break the spirit of Israel and didn't want them to believe God and this enemy came against them that these women conspired so one day they ate the child on the next day when they came to eat the other woman's child the woman hid her child she was like we ain't eating my child I'm gonna keep believing God for food she said no, no we ate your child that was you that got weak that was you but today mm -mm, we're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out we ain't eating my child she hid her child and when the king of Israel saw what had happened he was very upset he wasn't upset at the king of Syria he was upset at Elisha why because Elisha told him not to kill the king of uh, king of Syria and the people he said man uh, uh, man Elisha if you wouldn't have told me not to kill him I would have killed all these people we would have ended the besiege on our city and our, my people will be fine so he's upset he's mad so he decides <laughs> the king of Israel decides we're gonna get rid of Elisha 
Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Now the warfare is turning Israel against Israel. We better be careful in this time that we don't get rid of the warfare with the people that God has saved. We got to work with each other. Come on, that's why I try to explain all this pastoral stuff to y'all. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be gracious. I'm trying to be compassionate. At the same time, not playing no junk with nobody. Hallelujah. Like I said, I'm at peace with whatever you want to be in this season and be connected. I'm just saying, don't think you're getting nothing over on me when you travel to Bahamas and Cancun and then you can't ever come to church. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm good if you're re really keeping your life in restraint and stuff like that. But for those who are living without restraints uh, and act like you can't come to church, go on with that foolishness. Uh, I ain't even paying you no mind. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> I ain't got time for that junk. <laughs> get out of here. Go down the street with that foolishness. Now, if you've been in restraint and really limited some things you do, peace, glory to you. Stay where the peace is. But the rest of that foolishness, I ain't got time for that. Come on, that's baby stuff. We're in the pressure time of life. And I'm looking for people who got their faith raised up, whether you're in-house or in connected online. I ain't playing with nothing. Hey, bo, shout out, call out my y'all know how I get sometime. I'm in that mood right now. I'm in that mood. God started this thing for scratch. So you know I ain't afraid of no money. You know I ain't afraid of no bills or no lack of tithe or nothing like that. You know I don't preach for money and nothing like that. God started this thing on a word. And God to keep sustaining it. I ain't got to appease to nobody who don't want to grow. I don't have to appease to nobody who don't want to stay connected. I'm not even like that. Like God started this church on a word ah, and living right and I'll trust him for whoever he sends. I want you to hear me in my spirit because I ain't playing about it. Shut up. I ain't playing about it. I ain't playing about it. I ain't playing about it at all. This is not the season to play. Not the season to play. This king, uh, he's mad. He's not doing warfare against Israel. And Elisha, Elisha says something that changes the whole script. Follow me. I'm about to get into the story right now. I'm right here. Come on, verse first. Come on, let's walk. Get first verse. Let's walk. Uh, shifts, surprises, and something is. Let's walk. Second Kings 7, 1 through 16. Second Kings 7, 1 through 16. So in the midst of it, there is a famine. And what happens in famine? Inflation happens. The prices go up. The cost of things become enormous. People start doing desperate things in order to get the money in order to buy what they need. Because they became, and there was a besiege on supply. Again, you can't get what in and out. It's the same thing we did here with the whole famine. Come on, they raised that unemployment compensation good and high. That all the factory works, it was like, this unemployment is so good, I ain't going to work. I ain't somebody going to pay me $10 an hour. And I'm and staying home and getting paid through the unemployment compensation here in Florida. I ain't going nowhere. And so that's why it took us three months just to get a piece of wood. <laughs> took us months just to get anything we ordered because the whole economic shift that happened because of what was going on in the land. They can't get food except it's at a high price. And listen to what Elisha said. I got to follow him. I'm going to try to move quickly, but I got to get it. At 2 Kings 7, 1 through 16, here's what he says. Elisha replied, listen to the message from the Lord. Listen to what God got to say about this. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, everybody say this time tomorrow. God steps out in the midst of a famine 
in the midst where people about to eat their children and full of calamity, full of all kind of stuff, God steps out with Elisha with the word and say, by this time tomorrow. In other words, God is saying, I dare you to look at your watch right now. That's what God said. I dare you to look at your watch right now because by this time tomorrow, the markets of Samaria, there'll be six quarts of choice flour will cost you only one piece of silver and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver meaning the price is about to change it's about to go down you're about to suddenly be able to get supply and and this is what listen to verse 2 listen to verse 2 he said the economy is about to pick up in the midst of a famine verse 2 the officer assisting the king said to the man of God the officer assisting the king right so this is the the servant of king of the king of Israel he looks at Elisha the man of God and this is what he says that couldn't happen listen to his next words even if the Lord it couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven but Elisha replied you will see it happen with your own eyes but you won't be able to eat any of it let me tell you something there will always be somebody who can't hear God trying to tell you what God says there will be always somebody ain't prayed two days and two hours ain't worship ain't prayed ain't read a devotion ain't been online ain't been nowhere try to tell you what God can and cannot do here is Elisha the man of God who has demonstration that God will perform his word and here comes some old son trying to tell Elisha you ain't heard from God and if it could be so he said even the Lord couldn't do this now I want you to know that some this unbelief that we're dealing with in this season as well don't come from the Gentiles this is a servant to the king of Israel there are some believers who don't believe I said there's some believers, some people who say Jesus washed them white as snow, some people who say they've been baptized, they don't believe when God speaks. Don't believe when God speaks, don't believe at all when God speaks at all. I'm good, you're good sir, wait on me, you're good, I appreciate you. He's right there though, I like that, he's right there, stay with me. Don't push me too hard, I may miss some points or something. Oh God, you know them organs that do something to you, glory to God. <laughs> he's doing good too uh, this man says look the, th that couldn't happen even if the Lord there are some people barely believe God save them and then they'll try to speak and tell you what God can and cannot do and I'm telling you you better stop listening to people who ain't been no prayer you better stop listening to people who just giving you modern day wisdom your life calls for a supernatural voice from God. Your life calls for something written in the book. Come on. I mean, I, I ain't got nothing against Ebony Magazine, but my life needs a little more than an Ebony Magazine. A three-step plan to get a man. Come on, a three-step plan to be married by the end of the year. Just put me in the presence of somebody that hear God. Put me with a grandmama that sits there in a rocking chair and call on the name of the Lord. Sit me there with a man who know how to raise a family on two nickels a week and find out how to get the secrets to success. Oh, put me with somebody who knows God. 
Ah, Jesus. I'm telling you better stop taking advice from smart people who don't pray. I said smart people who don't pray. If you're going to unlock the supernatural, you need more than intelligence. You need more than human intelligence. You need people who are smart and pray. Come on, you need people who know the things of God. Y'all ain't saying that with me. Because there are people who are smart think they're smarter than God. There are people who are smart think they can outsmart the wisdom of God. But let me tell you something, ain't nobody smarter than God. And if God tells you to go left, and I don't care if left don't even seem to be there, go left. Because the time you move to the left, left will open up for you. Oh, you ain't hearing what I'm going to say. We be listening to smart people, but I ain't got time for smart people who don't pray. Unless, unless God is using you like a donkey. Because he do, do, he do uses donkeys every once in a while as a visitation. But I can't trust the word out of you tomorrow. That was a one-time instance where he spoke to you. Oh, that was God speaking through a donkey. All right, y'all ain't got me. That's the scripture. Uh, where the prophet, where God used a donkey to speak. But how many in other passages you hear God using donkeys to talk? All right, I just use it. That was a one-time thing. I don't think you're going to start no business and think you can counsel me every day. God used it at one moment. A quick second, a drop of the anointing fell on you and amen and that was a quick visitation hallelujah I'm trying to ask you in this season who are you listening to who are you listening to with your actions and with your situations and your circumstances who are you listening to the saints got so much junk in them because they listen too much to the wrong things. Let me tell you, even about COVID-19, I listened, I researched, I did all these kind of things. And then after that, I took all my facts and I got in prayer. And I know what the Holy Ghost already told me about the thing. First of all, you need to pay attention to this virus. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. Hallelujah. I mean, really, really tricky, tricky, tricky. You need to pay attention. This ain't no host. I know they want to get y'all out the mask really quick. So they told you, get vaccinated and then you don't have to wear no mask but you better get vaccinated and wear a mask because this thing is tricky tricky I might as well go and say it this thing is a type of warfare it's this whole thing I'm gonna say it it's a type of warfare no it was made to be a warfare it was it was made to be a warfare it, it didn't just happen no it was made they knew it made about it that's why um, let me go here quickly that's why the previous president wanted to severely punish China for it because he knew it was biological warfare he knew what it was they knew what it was too but they don't want to scare y'all so bad so they try to tell you just get vaccinated which ain't nothing wrong with the vaccine either ain't nothing wrong with the vaccine either no 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 ain't nothing wrong with the vaccine all right uh, they take get vaccinated and you can return to normal life but the truth of the matter that's not it we're still dealing with this thing because it's a form of biological warfare uh-huh, that has put in the earth by crazy people who do crazy things in the midst of a lab and things got out some type of way and I'm telling y'all y'all better learn to pray and get in the face of God because we got liars in the earth don't you know people on CNN lie don't you know people on Fox News lie come on y'all y'all better get discernment these jokers be lying through their teeth these jokers be lying for their propaganda they be lying for their y'all 
already know. All right, so don't even think, I'm telling y'all, y'all about to get vaccinated if you feel free, if you feel comfortable, get vaccinated. Otherwise, just eat good and wear a mask. Get your vitamins in you and wear a mask. If you don't feel at peace to get the vaccine, but you better be eating good, taking your vitamins, and you better wear a mask. All right, we got to get through this thing, and you can't get through it in fear. You got to get through it in wisdom. You got to get through it knowing what's going on. And everybody walking around talking about this a hoax. This ain't no hoax. This ain't no hoax. The devil has gotten involved in this foolishness and his wickedness. I'm going to leave it alone, but I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I prayed about that thing. God helped me about this thing. Got time. I listened to them long enough, but I got a God who sees all and God who knows all. And he'll whisper in your ear and help you to live through these type of times. Come on, clap your hands. I got to get through here. Gotta stop taking advice from all these crazy people. I know we in the last days, but you gotta get your spirit up into the heavens. You gotta say, God, let. And if you can't hear God all that clear for yourself, get around somebody you trust who can. If you hadn't developed a mature relationship yet that you can hear God clearly, get by, get by somebody who can hear God. Get by somebody who does spend time with the Lord until you can get your life where you need to be, all right? Come on, associations and networks. Come on. Come on now. Let's go. Verse three. Let's go. I got to go. Now, there were four men with leprosy. Now, wait a minute. God prophesied on tomorrow, I'm going to do wonders. I'm going to flip this economy around that you're going to be able to get something for cheap. One man said it ain't going to happen. <laughs> and here we go. Verse three. Now, there are four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates why and they say to themselves why should we sit here waiting to die they looked at each other now what are we doing we already got leprosy why are we just gonna sit here and wait to die first of all I want you to notice they put themselves at the entrance of the city gate now the entrance just means positioning that's all it means. Because they could have been on the outside or the exit of the city gate, same gate. What I'm trying to say is, they're on the entrance, meaning you're coming into Samaria. It means that they're on the side where Syria is protecting. If they were on the outside of the gate, then they would be on the opposite side of the gate, the gate is here, which means that they're on the outside locked in the gate. They said, no, we already got leprosy. We're already dealing with a deadly disease. We're not going to put ourselves on the, on, the, on the outside of the gate. We're going to be on the entrance of the city. They're on the other side of the same gate. It's all about mentality and positioning. Now they're there. They say, okay, now we're here. We put ourselves on the entrance of the city gate, not on the exiting of the city gate where people are locked up because they can't exit. Why are we going to sit here and starve? Why are we going to sit here and die? They asked each other. Why, why are we going to sit here and die? Will we, we will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in, in the city, we will starve when we go back there. If we go back into the city where the famine is, we're going to starve when we go there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Armenian army, Syrian. We might as well go and surrender to, surrender to them. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So number one, they put themselves in a place of compassion. We put ourselves on the other side of the gate. Maybe the Syrians will see us with leprosy and they'll take us in as a pitiful story. So we got a pitiful story. Don't kill us. First of all, we Israelites. We Israelites, y'all trying to besiege our city, but we got leprosy. Have compassion on us. Don't kill us. We put ourselves in position. Then they say, you know what? We can't just sit here and be waiting for compassion. 
Some of us just be sitting there and say, I got a story. I'm waiting for somebody to come and help me. I, I got a situation because you don't know what I've been through. I need somebody to just come out and help me. If I just had somebody to come out here, let me tell you something. I believe compassion is out and it's people are compassionate. But if you sit there and wait your whole life, waiting on somebody to come help you all the time, waiting on somebody because you're just so pitiful. And if you're not careful, you'll make idolatry of your circumstance. To always talk about what you can't do because you didn't have this. What you can't do because you didn't be this. I didn't do that. I got this situation and because of my situation I can't do this if you can't if you're not careful you will make your weakness and an idol they say we can't sit here and die we gotta do something I'm telling you in this season what you do right now means everything you may have a condition you may have a circumstance going on at home you may be dealing with something real tough but what you do right now means everything they said, we got to do something. We go back in the city. We're going to die. We might as well just go for it. Everybody say, go for it. Go say, go for it. They said, we're going to go for it. We're going to go over where the, the Syrians are. Because this is our best chance to live. We're not going to be sitting here all day with the paralysis of analysis. Intelligently thinking all day. What can I do? Maybe I can do this. And, uh. Hmm, maybe I can do that. And then three years later, hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm still thinking about oh, what I can do. Wait a minute, don't bother me because I'm a great thinker. Oh, I'm a great planner. Planning is good, but planning is only as good as you execute. If you can plan all day, sooner or later, you got to take off on that thing. You could be sitting there planning a master plan all day. I'm about planning. Come on, I'm about planning. But some of y'all are master's planners, and you ain't done nothing yet. They say, why are we sitting here? We can't even keep sitting here talking to each other about our circumstance. Sooner or later, we got to execute something and do something about our circumstance we got to get unloosed get unstuck we can't complain about where we are let me tell you something about your household you can fuss about your circumstances forever you could be in long-term arguments with your spouse for days talking about problems for days talking about what happened for days flipping the circumstance over you know baby the only reason that it happened is because xyz boom well baby you're right but that's really not what happened what happened was and so and so and so well not really boom and you flip it that way well I had a chance to think about it and when I thought about it honey it's really this I'm boom and the next thing you know you don't wasted breath you're both tired exasperated tired looking at each other now you're looking at each other cross-eyed you don't even like each other no more why because you keep talking about the problem when are you gonna say we gotta do something about it when are you gonna put more emphasis on the fix than the problem Ah, God. Ah, they said we got to get out of stuck. We got to get out of complacency. Follow me in verse 5. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Iranians. That means the Syrians. They would say, where are we going into the camp? But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. You felt the Holy Ghost, right, sir? How about Shatta? They took a move with leprosy. Now, I believe God's doing miracle signs and wonders, but I'm about to say something that's going to frustrate you. God ain't got to heal you to make you move. 
God ain't got to take everything away from you. You've been telling God, God, if you take this, I'll do that. God said, I ain't taking nothing. I'm going to show you in your weakness. My grace is sufficient. God, if you take this away, if God said, I ain't taking nothing. With leprosy, they moved forward. Sometimes, Lord, I got to preach it like I feel it. Sometimes you got, I wish I had something long. Hallelujah. Don't, don't people fall out in this church and we cover them in sheets? Well, a sheet, it ain't got no sheet. Don't we, don't we, don't we, don't. Thank you. I got to, thank you. I want to illustrate this thing. Sometimes you got problems and circumstances. And you got to learn how to drag that thing where you're going. You've been holding me back long enough. You going where I gotta go. Now, if you don't want to let go, that's fine. If you don't want to drop off, that's fine. But you can't keep me where I am. You can't keep, you going right where I got to go. I'm going to glory. I'm going to my destiny. I'm going to my, going where God is. I have to drag you. Oh, situation, you going to come where I got to. You done held me down long enough. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? They went into the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp, Listen to this. Uh-oh. I got to speed this thing up. People getting hungry. <laughs> I got to speed it up. Hang with me now. But when they came to the edge of the camp, listen. No one was there. They got to the edge of the Syrian camp. No one was there. Why? For the Lord. Somebody say, for the Lord. See, when God gets involved in your battle, see, some of y'all can't get God to work with you because you're not moving. And God act moves by faith. And when you activate faith, God moves as well. So they moved into the camp. Got into the camp. Nobody was there. For the Lord had caused the Armenian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of great army approaching. Listen to this. The king of Israel, this is what they said. This is what, the, this is what they said. Listen to this. They said the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptians, Egyptians to attack us. They cried one to another, so they panicked, ran into the night, abandoned their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their lives. Listen to him. You think you small, but with God with you, you big. Every step they took towards the camp, it sounded like chariots. Every time they made a sound like chariots. So you keep thinking you're little, but God's with you. The Lord made every step that they took sound like galloping horses. And all of a sudden, the Syrians are sitting there at the camp. And didn't I tell you fear make you hallucinate? They said, wait a minute, wait a minute, y'all. Shh, shh, you hear that? Shh, be quiet, be quiet. This ain't no time to be telling no jokes. Be quiet. Shh, shh. Oh, God. Oh, God. They're coming to get us. Oh, God, that's a whole bunch of horses. Listen, oh, oh, man, that sounds like about 200 horses, man. Oh, God, we ain't ready for that. They got their stuff up and got out of town. They got their stuff. They didn't even get their stuff. They got up. They abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys. Now, you know you're scared when you leave your horse. 
You know fear done got you. You normally get on your horse because you can get faster away. But I'm telling you, fear make you lose your resources. Fear make you drop your resources. Fear make you lose your, your blessing. Here it is. They so scared. They don't even get on the horse. I can imagine, ah, just going crazy. Just made up a story. Made up one. Yeah, King of Israel hired the Hittites and the Egyptians. Egyptians talking about we ain't done nothing. We over here. Hittites ain't done nothing. They attacking us. God made every footstep they had magnified their coming. And when the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, nobody there now. See, sometimes you you done drummed up in your mind how big of a fight you're gonna have to have. It's gonna be so hard. I'm gonna do it, but Lord, it's gonna be so hard. Until you don't start making a step and God got involved and everything you thought was going to be difficult, all the hindrances have been moved all out the way. But some of y'all don't make no steps because you make, you, you decided it's going to be always hard. You didn't make no move. You don't know what it's going to be like. I said, you didn't make a move yet. You don't know what it's going to be like. You start talking, oh, this is going to be hard. This is just going to be hard. You know why I know it's, you know it's going to be hard? Because my sister, cousin, friend, best friend, A school boom, she tried to do the same thing. And they shut things, they shut the doors in her face. And, and they sent her back three years. And she lost her house. And, and now she's staying with a friend of a cousin. And, uh, and you start making somebody else's sad story your fate. You start making what happened to somebody else. And how somebody else had such a struggle. You bring that over and say, because they struggle, then I got to struggle. But I, I'm, I'm compassionate to what you've been through. But with God on my side, it ain't got to be as hard. Ah, oh, God. Got to the camp. They went to tent, one tent after the other. Imagine these four men with leprosy. They get to the camp, empty. I'm like, oh, Jesus. It's a shopping spree. You know, going from tent to tent. It's like going from store to store. Eating and drinking. Drinking wine. Oh, my God. They just so happy because you know they're hungry. They carried off the silver and the gold and the clothing and hid it. Y'all see that in verse 8? And they hid it. See, this is what happens when you about to mess up your blessing. Taught you on last week, 10, 5, and the 1. And the talents, people always start hiding when God starts blessing you. Here they go, they're about to make a mistake. God has just opened up supernatural shift. It's a surprise, it's a suddenly, but when you ain't used to being blessed, you go hide it. You know why you hide? Because you don't think it's going to last tomorrow. You start hiding it and burying it because you don't feel like, like, like you're going to have it tomorrow. That's what dogs do. They get a bone. I had an old Labrador retriever, man. That dog was good for burying some bones. I took an insult to it. What you mean? I ain't going to feed you tomorrow? What are you trying to say? Because he go bury a bone, a bone for the future, you know, because you may even wake up late one day and I need to eat, you know what I'm saying? He go bury a bone. No, I'm going to feed you, Lucky. I'm going to feed you, Blackie. I'm going to feed you. That was his name, Blackie. I'm going to feed you, sir. They hid it in the earth. 
That's a mistake in your blessing to start hiding what God start doing. Tell somebody I'm so big I can't hide no more. I'm so blessed I can't hide no more. God doing too many good things I can't hide no more. Come on, I, I, I'm humble but I can't hide. I say I'm humble but I can't hide. I got a good heart but I can't hide no more. God is doing the wondrous thing in my life. Finally, they said to each other, wait a minute, this is not right. This is not the flow of God. This is not right. This is a day of good news and we aren't sharing it with anybody. So when God does something good like Minister Vance did, share it. Hallelujah. And as long as the spirit is on you, if the pastor gives you seven minutes, go over it. Hallelujah. You got to have the spirit to back you up. You better be on you now. If the spirit ain't on you. The spirit on you, I got to back up. But the spirit ain't on you. You know, you in the flesh. Like you went over your time and you was dry and you was boring. Nobody got moved. Nobody got touched. Sit your flesh down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all better learn how to laugh. <laughs> this is good news and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. So now they're talking about when God does shift the surprises, how you get caught up in delay. You caught up in delay. He said, no, we got to move. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. So they went back to the city and told the gatekeepers what had happened. So went to the gatekeepers. People sitting at the gate. What happened? We went out to the Armenian camp, and they said, and no one was there. Nobody was there. The horses and the donkeys was tethered, tied up, and the tents were all in order. But there was not a single person around. Then the gatekeepers shouted the news to the people in the palace. They told the gatekeepers, uh-oh. And the gatekeepers ran and told all the people in the palace. Verse 16, the people then looted the camp, the camp of Aram. That's a Syrian camp. The people came out. What you mean? And nobody over there. The people who've been besieging us not letting us outside the gates are no longer there? It said food prices dropped overnight because the thing that had been blocking them had been removed. God had supernaturally used four men with leprosy to change the economy. What am I trying to tell you today? If you get yourself up and stop complaining about your weakness, ain't no telling what God can do to shift things in your whole life. Four men with leprosy moved and shifted the whole city. Ah, God. Food prices dropped overnight. A handful of meal was four shekel. Handful of grain, four shekel. God's word to the letter. Just what Elisha had prophesied. He said, on tomorrow about this time. Now, who would have thought that God was going to shift it through four men with leprosy? The king ordered his attendant. The one he leaned on for support. That's the one in verse 2. You know the one in verse 2? The one in verse 2 after Elijah said, what's what God going to do? He said God could even do this when he opened the windows. The king said, I need you to go watch the gate. Because all the gatekeepers and the people don't ran to go get all the stuff. So you since you my servant, you go watch the gate. But it says the people turned into a mob. Poured through the gate. Because the gates is open. Somebody say the gates are open. They, they poured through the gate and trampled him to death. 
It was exactly what the holy man had said when the king had come to see him. Elijah had said, you're going to see it, but you ain't going to experience it. And I'm telling you, this is the season to trample unbelief. This man rep represented unbelief. And here he is. First of all, he running his mouth talking about what God can't do. Had a nerve to get in a conversation of a holy conversation. The best thing you can do when God talking and you don't believe it, just be quiet. Don't be messing around and getting in, get in the way of God. That's one thing. Don't get in the way of God. God talking to Elijah and you were opening your mouth. The king didn't even say nothing. I said the king didn't even say nothing. And here's some servant talking out of turn. Be quiet. Talking about God can't do this. Next you know the king has the unction. Go, go sit by the gate. Man, them people went to running for that food, ran him over. It represents you got to run over unbelief. You got to run over everything that tells you what God can't do. You got to run that thing over and they trampled him to death. Just like the prophet said, you were going to see it, but you weren't going to experience none of it. What am I trying to tell you? God is doing shifts, suddenlies, and surprises. God is trying to raise our faith in this season. God is doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Will you lift your hands? God is doing miracles, signs, and wonders. I need y'all to start expecting things to change. I need you to start expecting things to shift. Whether it's your family, whether it's your finances, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your marriage. I need you to start believing God and staging your comeback. I said these four men said why sit we here till we die I'm about to get moving and I'm about to start staging my comeback because I'm telling you it's unbelief that keeps you out of the move of God where you stand I want to pray I'm done thank you for your patience today I had to release this word because God is already on a time schedule I had to release this word because God is already on a time schedule to do miracles, signs, and wonders in your lives. To change stuff supernaturally. To move things that you wouldn't even imagine God can do. I'm telling you what I know. God's about to do miracles. God's about to do income changes. And I prophesied several months ago that, I, that by the word of the Lord that God wants to do something even in our church. That God wants to raise the income level of many of you in this church. And I said we're going to have people getting raises and new jobs and walking in favor. Glory to God. And God's going to increase your businesses and God's going to increase your income. Will you lift your hands? And I believe that according to the word of the Lord, I ain't going away. According to the word of the Lord, glory to God, that God wants to do this for us. And God wants to do this for you. And God wants to shift us. Have my hands lifted. And this is a time where God's going to do shifts, surprises, and suddenlies. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.